0: Um, Revelation 7, from verse 9 to 17. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing round the throne and round the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? And I said to him, Sir so you know. The lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of God.
1: Thank you, Martha, and once again, a very, very happy birthday. Martha is one of the special, special people in our church, and... um, just want to thank you for all that you do for us and uh, all that you mean to us as a church family for so many, many years. Now, this morning we're going to celebrate, and that's what we've been doing. We've been celebrating our family, and today is a family reunion, and we are a family. We are God's family. So look around you. This is your family. Just look around. Look around at everybody. This is your family. We are God's family. You are part of God's family. I am part of God's family. And isn't it wonderful to be together again as God's family? And we've had such joy, haven't we, this morning, celebrating God's goodness to us in drawing us into his family. Now, this morning, I'm not going to talk to the adults. I'm going to be talking to the kids so, uh, normally I talk to the adults, but kids, you know that when adults talk, it is hangover boring. And every Sunday, either Royden or David or me, we are boring. Because we're talking to, especially Royden. And, uh, and because we're talking to adults. But this morning, I'm, be, I'm going to be specially talking to the kids. And I'm going to ask you to help me, because you've got to help me. Uh, as I give this talk. So every time I say Yebo Yes, you must say Yebo Yes. So let's try it. Yebo Yes. yes." Now that's not good enough, guys. Let me try again. Yebo Yes. yes." Well done. All right. Yebo Yes. yes." Okay. Now I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray and ask God to help me to talk to you this morning, and to help me not make a flop. So let's pray together, and I'm going to ask you to stand. Can you all stand? Because I want you to stretch your legs. So stand, stretch your legs, and I'm going to pray and ask God to help you and to help me. So let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the wonderful joy we have this morning to be together as your family. And we thank you that you are here with us by your Spirit, and though we can't see your spirit, your spirit is here. And your spirit is encouraging us and teaching us and helping us. And so we specially pray, Lord, that your spirit will open your word to us and will encourage us to love you more. And we pray this for Christ's sake. And everybody said, Yeah, boy, yes. Alright, the Bible teaches us that we have two families, two kinds of families. You have a mom and dad family, or your biological family, and you have God's family, a spiritual family. Now, your biological family, you have a mom, you have a dad. That's your biological family. Now, some of you may only be living with your mom. Some of you may only be living with your dad. Some of you may only be living with your granny. But you still family. You are a family. You are a biological family. And some of you are very, very special. Very special because you've been adopted into a family. And you're a family. So that is our biological family. That's our mom and dad family. But there's another family which is God's family. And that's what we are. We are God's family. And today we are celebrating We are celebrating that we are part of the family of God. Imagine, the God who made the world, we are part of his family. And this morning we are celebrating this wonderful, wonderful truth. But there is something scary. I tell you what is scary, and it's true of your mom and dad family, and it's true of God's family. You can't choose your family members. Have you noticed that? You can't choose your family. Isn't it true that some in your family are weird? Yeah, boy, yes? And you've got a weird older sister. Yeah, boy, yes? And you've got a weird younger brother. Yeah, boy, yes? And you've got an uncle and an aunt and a cousin. And boy, are they weird. Yeah, boy, yes? But we are still family. You can't choose your family. But it's the same in God's family. You can't choose your family. There are some very strange people in our family. I won't mention any names, but there are some weirdos in our family. In fact, look around. Just look around. Look around you. About one in ten is a weirdo. And I don't want to mention any names, but Uncle Tebza, it's so lovely to have you with us. You know, I've known Tebza for years and years and years. And every year, he gets more weird. Yeah, boy, yes? Yeah, boy, yes. And every year, I love him more. So there we go. So it is a scary thing. You can't choose your family. We are family. We are God's family. Now, let me tell you a few things about the family. I've got three points, just like Reggie. I've learned from Reggie. Three points. First point is, where does your family come from? So you'll see a verse up on the screen, where does your family come from? And there's a wonderful verse in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, which says, The Lord said to Abraham, I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you, in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, think about your mom and dad family. You've seen those photographs, haven't you, when they got married? Have you seen those photos? You love looking at those photos. I know you do. Where you see, you see your dad, he looked so he looked so young. He was a lot thinner, wasn't he? A lot thinner. And you saw your mom with that beautiful white dress, and you saw the beautiful ring, and then they kissed on the lips. Yuck. Uh, Did you see that photograph? And then you saw photos. Didn't you have you seen that photo where your mom had this big tummy? Big, big tummy, and it wasn't KFC or Oreo biscuits. She had a big, big tummy, and you know, they've told you, you were inside that tummy. You see, that's where you come from. Where do you come from? You know where you come from. You've got a mom and a dad. You saw pictures of your mom when you were in her tummy, and you know that you've got a gogo, and you've got an oma, and an opa, and a granny, and perhaps you even know you've got great grandpa. Parents, so you can look back and say, There's my family, that's where I come from. Let me show you the pictures. Well, in God's family, we have a picture in Genesis 12. We are part of God's family because God has always wanted to have a family. So, you remember Adam and Eve? God created Adam and Eve so that they would be his family, but then sadly, they turned away from God, and so God called Abraham and said, I want you to be my family. And through you, I want to bless all families. You see, Abraham believed in God. He trusted God, and everybody who trusts in the God of Abraham is part of the family of God. So in our mom and dad family, we can look at the pictures, and we know where we come from. In God's family, we can look at the pictures here, and we know we are part of Abraham's family. We are part of his family. There's my family tree. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, David. There's my family tree, part of God's family. We're part of the family of God. Let me just say that don't, when you're with me, please don't be rude about Abraham. Please don't be rude because I am so old. Do you know that Abraham and I went to the same school? Do you know that? It was called, it was called Babel Tower High. Now, it's fallen down. It's fallen down. (laughs) But that was my school. And he he was a great guy. He was a great soccer player. He was a great striker. So please don't be rude about Abraham because we went to the same school. All right, my second point. Number two. Reggie, you with me? Yes. Question uh, number one. Where did our family come from? Number two. Who's our family hero? Every family needs a hero. Every family needs a hero. Now, who are our heroes? I think some of our heroes are, when you're in real trouble, you need Superman. Or you need Spider-Man. Or perhaps if you're a supporter of Juventus' soccer team and you are 2-0 down against Barcelona, you need a hero, and your hero is called? Cristiano. Yeah, boy, yes. Let me tell you a sad but a beautiful story of a great hero happened about last year, about this time on Miami Beach in Florida. There was a young man he was 17 years old. His name was Christian Bergo. I think he was Spanish. I think it's a Spanish name. And he was 17 years sitting on the beach, just watching the sea, watching people walk on the beach and then swimming. And then he noticed that there was a strong current in the sea. And then he noticed that there was a mom and a nine-year-old boy struggling and drowning. And he ripped off his sunglasses, he took off his t-shirt, he kicked off his sandals, he ran down the beach, he dived in, and he saved that young boy. He saved him, he, he caught him, he grabbed him, he brought him back onto the shore. Other people came to help. He then went back for the mother. And he saved her. And he brought her to the shore. But in the process... He drunks too much seawater, and he got hurt. And two days later, he died in hospital. And do you know the next day at his school, the principal of the school got all the pupils on the sports field, and with the kids in the school, they spelt out H-E-R-O, which spells hero. He saved them. Our hero is like that, but more. He saved us. He saved us from our sin. And so we read here, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. And that's what we do. And to give his life as a ransom for many. He came to save us. And he did that by dying on the cross for us. To save us from our sin and to save us from the judgment of God. What an, what an extraordinary hero that we have. Because he has saved us forever. One of the most important things every family needs to know is that the most important, think about this, the most important person in your family. Think about this. Who is the most important person in your family? It's not you. It's not your mom. It's not your dad. It's certainly not your brother or sister. Yeah, boy, yes. It's Jesus. So we need to remember the most important person in our family is not you, it's Jesus. And so we live to serve Him as a family because He's our family hero. Third point. What does our family, what does our family feel like? What does it feel like being part of the family of God? Everybody here loves ice cream. Yeah, boy, yes. Yeah, boy, yes. I wonder what is your favorite flavor in ice cream. I was thinking strawberry cheesecake. You, can you just imagine the cone? Can you just imagine right now holding that cone in your hand, right? And there is this wonderful ice cream. Perhaps it's mint chocolate chip. With a little pieces of chocolate chip, and it's just there, and you just about a bite into it, and uh, your mouth is starting to salivate because it's so exciting. Or perhaps your best is cookies and cream, or perhaps buttered pecan. I heard you can get chocolate peanut butter ice cream. Yeah, boy, yes, that is great. What does it taste like when you eat your ice cream? You have this, you have this coat. I mean, I can just imagine it. I'm gonna. I can just imagine it. And your mouth, it touches your lips, and then a little bit around your lips, and then it touches your, the ice cream touches your tongue, and then your mouth, and then it slips, slides down your throat, and into your, I mean, isn't that just a wonderful, wonderful feeling? Isn't it a wonderful feeling? And then there's a kind of a tingling in your head. You don't know how that happens, but it tingles in your head when you have that ice cream. Let me just tell you some very bad news. Very, very bad news. When you get old like me, when you get old like me, you can't have ice cream like that. You can only have frozen yogurt. And let me tell you the truth. All your adults, all your parents will say they love frozen yogurt. But let me tell you, it's not as good. What happens when you as a family at home are having a lovely time? Play, perhaps you're playing soccer. Perhaps you are boys and you're wrestling. Perhaps you girls and you're playing with Barbies. And then you have a lovely supper. Your mom has made some buribos and chips. And then you watch your best TV show. And you just somehow feel this lovely feeling of warmth and of safety. And isn't this just lovely, being with my family? And no one's shouting and fighting and screaming. What does it feel like being with God's family? Well, we told you, as God's chosen holy ones, beloved and holy, put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another, forgiving each other, and above all these, put on love. I mean, doesn't that make your mouth water? When we are with God's people, and we're being kind to each other, and we're being loving to each other, and we forgive each other, you just get that warm feeling. When we're together like this on a Sunday morning, and we're singing, and we're laughing, and we're having fun, and we're being with God's people, doesn't it just fill your heart with joy? It feels so wonderful being part of the family of God. And that's why we give thanks to God today. Three points plus one. Yeah, boy, yes. Three points plus one. Sorry, Reggie. All right, what does our family look like? Well, there we have the verse that Martha read to us. Everybody has a famous, a favorite family picture. Have you got a favorite family picture? Think of it. Perhaps it's perhaps it's the family on, on, on the beach. Think about your favorite family picture, the family on the beach. Or perhaps it's the family uh, at a picnic at a park. Or perhaps it's the family playing soccer on the back lawn. Or perhaps it's the family at McDonald's having burgers. Yes, that's a great picture. Family having burgers at McDonald's. What is your favorite picture of your family? Well, here we have a picture of God's family. And it's actually a picture taken before we get there. I mean, God is so clever. God is so clever. He's taken a picture of his family before we get there. So have a look at his family. We are told here, there is a great multitude. You can't even count them. There are so many of them. Then they are from every nation, every tribe, every people. That means they are Eskimos from... Iceland, there are Chinese from China, there are people from India, from Brazil, from Nigeria, from Zimbabwe, from France, from all over the world, from every nation, they are all there. We have a picture there of God's family, and it's made up of all these different people. Different uh, colors, different heights, different sizes, different backgrounds, but all one big family. And notice, they're all speaking their own language. They're using their languages to praise the Lamb of God, they, to praise the family hero. So there are people who are, sing, who are speaking Zulu and Sutu and Pedi and Afrikaans and Russian and Spanish. And we're all speaking our own languages. And this is the thing we all understand each other's languages. Won't that be wonderful? There's a picture of our family. It's a little bit, we're having a taste of that this morning. Because we have different people, probably from 50, 40 different nationalities, in this room. Can you imagine? And that's not even counting all those who are at home on TV. We are different nationalities. We are different colors. We are different languages. We are different backgrounds. But we are one family. And what a joy. What a feeling. It's even better than eating chocolate peanut butter ice cream. Because we're with Jesus. Yeah, boy, yes. yes. Let me close. The big thing is, you've got to be there. You've got to be there. And the only way you can get there is through the family hero. That's the only way you can get there. Is when you trust in the family hero. When you believe in the family hero. When you love the family hero. That's how we get there. We don't get there by trying to be religious or going to church. No, we get there because Jesus is our hero, and he's our family hero. So the way for for you and me to make Jesus our family hero is to talk to him and say, Lord Jesus, I want you to be my friend. I want you to be my hero. I want you to be my family hero. Will you help me that I trust you? Will you help me to love you every day? And then, my dear friends, we'll be with him there. And there's the family picture. All together, praising our hero, Jesus. Let's pray. Yebo, yeah, yes. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you are our hero. We thank you so much that you actually died for us to rescue us from ourselves. We thank you so much, Lord, that you have called us into your family, God's family, and that we are members of your family. Oh, Lord, we thank you so much for that wonderful, wonderful gift. And so will you help us not only to love you, but to love each other. And we pray, Lord, your special hand upon each one of us that together we can tell other people about this wonderful hero. And we pray this for Christ's sake.
0: Amen.